0: Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra Season 2, Episode 1, titled Rebel Spirit. Okay, so let me just talk about my opinions on this season in general, right out of the gate. Because I've been alluding to this for several weeks now, uh, for as long as I've been talking about Legend of Korra, and I want to just lay all my cards out on the table immediately, and just make my general opinions very, very clear before we dive into this in depth. So, Season 2 of The Legend of Korra. As much as I've been joking about how it's the worst season of any Avatar show, it's still good. It's still a good season in general. Like, it does some truly amazing things, Uh, it has some incredible ideas, a lot of which it actually executes on pretty well, and it is as fun as Avatar can ever be expected to be. Like, it is, in the grand scheme of things, a well-done season, but as good as it is, as great as it can be at its best, this season has a staggering amount of flaws. More so than any Avatar show has any right to have. More so than any season of any Avatar or Universe show has any right to have. A lot more. Like, it is an extremely flawed season, and... At its worst, it can get extremely tedious. Like, they put in a lot of building blocks that are 100% necessary for how the show continues to evolve over time, but it really does feel like they hit a tiny bit of a rut. It's an entertaining rut, for sure, but it is a rut nonetheless. And... It really, it really is exhibited perfectly right out of the gate with this first episode. I remembered season two of The Legend of Korra starting out sho- starting out slow, rather. I did not remember that they grinded everything to a halt right out of the gate and pretty much padded this intro out for an entire episode unnecessarily. I did not remember that the pacing at the beginning of Legend of Korra Season 2 was as glacial as it is. This is not a good first impression for Season 2. This is not a good start for this second season of Legend of Korra, especially given how amazing The ending of last season was and it it kind of exhibits a lot of the core issues with this season as a whole like how tedious it can be at its worst so okay let me just take a couple minutes and go through all the new characters that are introduced because this season introduced this season introduces or this episode rather introduces a crap ton of new characters uh we got unalak Korra's uncle, chief of the Northern Water Tribe, uh, who comes down to the Southern Water Tribe for this festival and starts to train Korra in the art of the Spirits. I'm not a fan of this character. I'll be honest. I think this character's kind of nothing. And I'll leave it at that. I'll get into more specifics later on in the season when Certain things are revealed, certain elements of his character come to light. But, like, there's a specific reason why I'm not a fan of this dude. I feel like he's just kind of one-dimensional and bleh. Now, that being said, we also get Varric. Who is an amazing character. I love Varric. Varric is awesome. He's just this insane, all-over-the-place, wacky-as-all-hell dude who just, out of pure randomness, stumbles upon, like, the biggest technological advancements of this world. Like, he does moving pictures, movers, instead of movies. And he's just, like, really weird about it. (laughs) He just goes about inventing movers in the most hilariously, all-over-the-place way possible. Uh, He has that one scene with Asami where he makes a deal with her by just looking her right in the eyes and getting... just getting uncomfortably close. And then it's just like, Yeah, I'll make a deal with this person. How he became a a tech giant in this world, I will never understand. Like, he's just, he's awesome. Every moment Varick is on screen is absolute perfection. Julie, do the thing! (laughs) I cannot count how many times I've quoted that. Like, it's just... It's something that is constantly uttered. <laughs> Whenever I can find a way, uh, we also introduce Kaya and Boomy, Tenzin's siblings. Uh, who I really like. They have a nice little dynamic with Tenzin. How they just poke and prod at Tenzin all the time. <laughs> They're making fun of vacation, Tenzin. <laughs> As they call him. (laughs) He's so sensitive. I am not sensitive. (laughs) Uh, Kaya and Boomy are perfect. I also really like Eska and Desna. Uh, Unalox kids who are just like really creepy lurking all the time. Bolin goes up to Eska, and she immediately makes him her boyfriend. (laughs) By the way, Aubrey Plaza voices Eska. Which, my god, that is a good get. (laughs) That is a really good get for Legend of Korra. Uh, But I, I really, really love those two. They make for some really, really good moments. Like, this this episode does introduce some really cool new characters. Uh, we start to see more of Korra's parents. We actually start to spend some time with them. Uh, Korra's father actually has a voice. That voice being of James Remar, our lord and savior. Uh, I do like this little sequence they do of, like, Where are they now? Where they go through where all of our characters have ended up after the Equalist deal. Uh, Bolin's trying to do pro-bending, again, with different people, and they're just garbage now. Uh, They have that, like, immediate, like, two-second knockout. Which is fantastic. Uh, Mako's on the police now, the Republic City Police. And... He's, like, chasing this one triad van and, like, doing cheesy one-liners. It's great. I love it. And it actually does make sense for that character that he'd immediately go into uh, the Republic City Police. Uh, Asami's now running Future Industries, which is going under because no one will touch them after Hiroshi's arrest. And she has this really, really great arc of trying to save her company. And then, of course, Korra is learning airbending. She does that, like, air scooter race with the airbender kids. She uses the Avatar State to win. (laughs) Which Iki immediately calls her out on. And then it kicks off this like, just full-on argument with Tenzin, of, like, you haven't mastered airbending, blah, 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 you need to do better on spiritual stuff. Blah. Like, it's a nice sequence of, like, where are they now, as I said. And, okay, let's talk about Korra's arc in this episode. Because Korra's arc in this is... I want to learn more. You're not helping me learn more fast enough. Here's Unalak. I'm frustrated with Tenzin. I'll just go with him and learn. If this sounds familiar, you're right. This is Basically, the basically every inner conflict between Korra and Tenzin over the first season, like this, is a leaf in the wind. This is episode two of season one. We've already gotten past this. We've already gotten past this frustration between Korra and Tenzin, and Korra going away and learning from someplace else. Like we've already gotten that in a better episode. So, why the hell are we spending time on doing that exact same arc again? Like, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, I like everything that happens at the uh, Glacier Spirits Festival. Uh, There's some really good plot points there. I also just love the idea of it, where there's this literal carnival held in the Southern Water Tribe. But it's a spiritual holiday, and there are people who are mad about it. Because it's not spiritual enough anymore. It's almost like... It's almost like the war on Christmas, quote-unquote. War on Christmas that doesn't really exist. Like, it's like that, but within the Avatar universe. Which is really clever. Which is a really, really fantastic little piece of world-building... Uh, but we get all that back and forth between Unalak and Tanrak, and I guess that's kind of entertaining, but really it goes on way too long. Uh, this is where the Asami stuff happens, this is where the Bolin and Eska stuff happens, all of that's real good. Like, like I said, there's fun to be had, there's fun to be had in this season, even at its worst moments. I do enjoy the spirit attack scenes, uh, that one opening sequence on that one boat, where that spirit just engulfs this boat, that's a really, really cool opening scene, uh, I do really, really like when that one spirit attacks the Glacier Spirits Festival, uh, that's a really, really fun action sequence, that's a really, really well done action sequence, And then we get our ending, which is entirely predictable, of Korra being like, Screw you, Tenzin! You're not my real dad! My real dad also sucks! I'm gonna train with Unalak! And then Tenzin leaves to go on his little air temple vacation with his children and his siblings, like he had planned the entire episode. See, here's the issue with this episode. It accomplishes in 20 minutes what really should have only taken two. Like, this whole arc of Korra, Tenzin, Tanrak, and Unalak, uh the strife between the four of them, it should have been wrapped up in two minutes. But instead, they took an entire episode for it. And it feels like, it feels like they're just padding time, which is weird because it's not like, it's not like they're trying to hit an arbitrary number of episodes that a previous season set, because this is 14 episodes. This is more than the first season. They actively said, hey, let's do more episodes this time. And yet, somehow, they didn't have enough material to back it up, so they... So they padded out a two-minute background conflict to an entire episode. And that's kinda, like... That's the problem with this episode. And it creates such a bad first impression. I mean, there, Like I said, great stuff in it. Introduces some really amazing new characters in particular, but the end of the day, like, it sets some important pieces, but for the most part, it's just kind of nothing. For the most part, it's just kind of all over the place and weird. But, whatever. Look, like I said, season's good overall, but you're gonna get a lot of rough patches like this, where it just becomes very, very tedious, and those rough patches add up to make the weakest season of any Avatar show. But, whatever. We'll get through it. We'll get through it together. That was a really, really lame way to wrap up the episode. If you like this, (laughs) favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well as simple as just a push of a button, on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomas clark, pledge just a dollar a month, I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra Season 2, Episode 2. Talk to you then.